team. Right. How the devil are we? It's Tuesday. I hope we're absolutely fantastic, team. I hope we're having a fantastic start to the week. Hope we've had a wonderful day. The weather today has been absolutely stunning, so I hope it has been where you are as well, and you've managed to get out into some sunshine and enjoy a little bit of outside time. It definitely feels like spring has sprung, and I'm pretty sure if I were, <coughs> excuse me, if I were a betting man, I would say that you know we're well and truly into spring, and maybe winter's done. Is that a fair thing to say? I don't know. Uh, tends to be the way in Scotland, it's such that the uh, the winter will come back with a little bit of a bite, but it feels like spring and it feels phenomenal and it's great. Snowdrops are out and it's fantastic. Now, team, we've got some questions to answer tonight, and essentially the the theme of tonight is essentially going to be, you know, what happens when things get in the way, what happens when things sneak up on us, because look. From some of the feedback that we've had, from some of the things that you guys are going through, and some of the questions that we've got here, and some of the things that I've basically just seen generally, people are struggling a little bit when things happen. And by that I mean people are struggling when it comes to the weekends, if we've got social occasions, if we've got things coming up, maybe we're feeling under weather, maybe we're stressed, maybe we just need a rest, whatever it is that we need. You know, we just find ourselves feeling a little bit up against it sometimes. Now, I want to just jump in here, team, and I want to be the, the, the focus for this evening. I want for you to be able to get out of this call some useful, actionable things and practices so that when it comes to life coming up and maybe you're not feeling fantastic or maybe you've got, you know some entertaining to do at the weekend, or you've got to go out, or you've got to do this, that, and the other, that you don't just think that everything has gone off the ropes and start again on Monday. Because the last thing that we, um, the last thing we don't need, the last thing we want, sorry, right now, is for people to think, ah, oh, sod it, I'll just get to, you know, I'll restart on Monday. There is no restarting. There is no restarting. This attitude that people have, I'm not targeting anybody here, but you see it all over the bloody place. And we saw it most most often in New Year and at the start of new months and new weeks and after payday. And people are like, oh, do you know what? I just need to I just need to wait until Monday and then I'll restart. Get back on the bandwagon. There's no bandwagon team. We're not getting on a bandwagon. This is not This is not how the world works. There is no restarting. There's just better choices. To say restarting means that you've pretty much got carte blanche to do whatever you want between now and that point, which is where people go wrong. They think, oh, I'm restarting on Monday, so I'm going to treat my body like landfill. Oh, I'm restarting on Monday, so I'm not going to do any training. Oh, I'm restarting on Monday, so I don't give a shit about what I'm doing to myself between now and then. And quite frankly, folks, it gives your mind, the inner chimp, the, the more simple part of your mind that just wants comfort, it gives that literally a golden ticket to do whatever it wants. And you'll go with it because you're restarting on Monday. You get to Monday and think, oh my God, it's really hard to start again or, you know, whatever else happens. And look, there's another barrier in your way. Now, some of the notes that I've got here is, you know, when life happens, we've got some entertaining to do at the weekend or I've got a party or I've got a birthday or whatever. This doesn't get in the way of our progress. And I'm not saying that you need to be eating chicken, rice and broccoli for your birthday or on a Friday night. You don't. We just need to think about this with a critical thinking mindset. Now, I'm going to come out of rant Ben mode for a minute. And she's not in this call this evening because she's out doing really cool things. But Kirsty, who has just joined us in the Adventure Coach, it is her birthday today. 
So I want to give a massive happy birthday uh, to Kirsty up in Inverness, having some fantastic times today. So happy birthday, Kirsty. Um, I hope you're catching up on this on the podcast. I hope you've had a phenomenal day. Um, what a wonderful day it is. Now, when it does come to birthdays, I'm going to jump straight onto Kirsty's breakfast. Uh, breakfast. No, I'm not. I'm going to jump onto Kirsty's question, not breakfast. Um, sorry, I can't make tonight. I'm out jogging, walking up to the mast. For those who don't know, the mast is uh, is a quite pivotal hill in Inverness, uh, and it's a, it's definitely a jog to get up there. Uh, my question for tonight is: Birthday cake good for post recovery run food? On your birthday, it is the best post run recovery food. Every day, eh, maybe not. You're probably going to see a disadvantage there. But on your birthday, that's categorically the best thing you can do, 100%. So thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that and have the best evening. Now, when it comes to other things getting in the way, I'm talking entertaining. I'm talking taking people out for dinner. I'm talking staying in hotels. I'm talking maybe we're feeling a little under the weather. That's a slightly different story, but we'll come back to that at the end. We need to make sure that we are mastering our absolute world-class basics. And by that I mean, what are the basic things, the basic fundamentals that we can commit to, to ensure that we follow through on, so that we stay ahead of the game? You know, you're taking people out for a work do. Uh, There's a couple of people in here that entertain work colleagues and, you know, clients and things like that. And that's cool. You know, and that might mean going out and having glass or a bottle of wine. That might mean having restaurant food. And that's quite difficult to control. But that's only for a couple of hours in the day. You've got the rest of the 24 hours in that day to make better choices. And this is where those world-class basics come in, folks. Because what I'm trying to say here is you should all have a list of non-negotiables. Things that you know that you can do and you can action on every single day in order to have success. Now, these world-class basics could be, I'm going to get up at the same time every single day. That could be, I'm going to get up and have a glass of water. That could be, the first thing we do in the morning is take the dog outside and get some fresh air. That could be a set exercise routine that you do every morning. That could be, your non-negotiable is, I train every day. Um, Your non-negotiable could be, I have one insanely healthy meal every single day, you know, with loads of variety and loads of veg and loads of this, that and the other. I take loads of time and effort to prep it for that one meal per day. It doesn't matter what they are, but I invite you to have around three, at least three habits per day that you know you can stick to. Now, a lot of people that I'll speak to in hyper-support on WhatsApp, that's, that's one of the questions we're going to ask you. If you're struggling this week or if you're amber or whatever, uh, or you're going into a stressful week, What are the three things that you can control, that you know you can control? Nutrition, fitness, mindset. On those three things, what do we know that we can control? Fitness. It could be, I need to commit to recovery. It could be, I need to commit to moving every single day. It could be 10,000 steps. It could be a morning anchor where you get out and go for a run, 5K or whatever in the morning. It could be rolling out of bed and doing 20 push-ups. It doesn't matter. But you need to make sure that you stick to it. And it's something that you can stick to. Because when you have these non-negotiables, you are still making incremental steps forward. No matter what else happens in the day, you know you've done it. Let's say you've got to get up and... uh, I'm going to pick on Lauren because she has to go into London every now and then for work. Or those are earlier days. That means she can't exercise first thing in the morning because she's got to roll out of bed and get on the train. So a a non-negotiable here, for example, could be that rolling out of bed 
well, maybe you're going to do 10 minutes of just stretching and mobility. That could mean that you're going to have a litre of water. That could mean you're going to have a decent breakfast before you go. That could mean you're going to spend, you know, five minutes just doing some mindful breathing practices. Whatever it is, it's something that roots yourself in that day. Charlie, for example, uh, Charlie number one, I know that his morning anchor is getting out of bed, going outside and spending the first hour of the day outside, doing some running or some cycling or something. That's his anchor for the day. When we have these anchors team, we will stay more congruent and more aligned to what it is that we are trying to do and who it is we're trying to be. If you just shotgun your way through each day, you're not setting yourself up for optimal success. And that is a really key thing I want everybody to take away from this. If we just go through guessing and thinking, oh yeah, it's all right, I'll, I'll, I'll crack on, you know, I'll do the meal prep, or yeah, I'll, 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 I'll cook something tonight, or I'll pick something up on the way home, or I'll do some training later because I don't feel like it now, you're kidding yourself. You're not setting yourself up for optimal success. Because remember, it's not the actual thing that matters. It's not the event. It's not the race. It's not the adventure, the challenge, the whatever. It's not. It really isn't. It's not that that matters. It's who you become along the way. And these habits will define who you become along the way. We are defined by our habits and our daily actions, not by our achievements. You are defined by your daily habits and your daily actions, not by the things you achieve. You're not defined by the race across the mountains. You're not defined by running the certain hills. You're not defined by the bike ride. You're not. You're defined by what you know you are. And when we understand that, you start living congruently with it. Take Laura, for example. She's not defined by the long bike ride she's training to do. She's defined by becoming a savage to get there. Take Sarah, for example, Sarah Staples. She's not defined by the half marathon she ran on Sunday. She's defined by the fact that she wants to become a badass. She wants to become super strong Sarah. Alice wants to become an absolute CrossFit savage. Sarah Howard wants to become super Sarah again. Char uh, Char Charlie, sorry. Tony wants to be the mountain man. Charlie number two wants to be the hybrid mountain man. Slight difference. You know, it's how we, the sum of the actions that we put in every single day will define this. Not any one action. If I am defined personally as the adventure coach, well then bloody hell, I need to be living an, an adventurous life. I need to be going out and doing the thing and putting in the daily practice of being outside. That's why I don't train in gyms, apart from on a Friday where I go with Mark because he's local and he needs a gym session. I don't I, you know, I train outdoors. Everything I do is defined in line and congruent with who I am. That's what you need to be doing. No matter what happens, no matter what work throws at you. I've had jobs too where we've had so much going on that it doesn't feel like you can touch the ground. When you're working 55 hours a week, when you're working even longer than that, when you're doing 24-hour shifts, these are the things that are going to, you know, your daily actions are going to define who you are in those times. You can't just wait until it's done. 
it, it honestly breaks my heart when I see people and they say, oh, I'm just giving up for the weekend. I'm just writing the weekend off. It's a write-off. It's never a write-off. It is never a write-off. Because by people turning around and saying, look, oh, I'm going to write off this weekend because I'm doing X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to write off because I'm ill, or this, that, well, maybe not ill, or because I'm, you know, I'm out doing this, or I'm going out with the lads, or I'm going out with this, that, and the other, because I'm doing something else that is not congruent to who I have to be, or it's something that I have to do for work, if that's a write-off, then you have just completely become detached with who it is that you're trying to become for that entire weekend. Where's the growth in that team? Where's the growth in that? Tony's the poster boy for this. I know you're in this call, Tony, so I'm going to pick on you. You know, you went to Reading to have to do some work. What did you take? You took creatine, took protein, took food to a hotel. I do the same thing. I make sure I take some greens powder with me. I make sure I take my own tea. Make sure I take some protein. You know... You're doing, you're doing these, you're putting these practices in place to ensure success for you. 24 hour shifts in the army, my friend Tony. Uh, we'd, when, when deployed, you'd have to do 24 hours on, 24 hours off. Uh, not necessarily illegal, or at least the army doesn't see it as illegal, but it's honking, really honking. Um, but look, you need to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. Even then, doing 24 hour shifts, there was always time I could get away for food or whatever, you know, there's always a lunch break. I know there are some people in here who have really tight shifts on very strange schedules that maybe are predictable, maybe aren't predictable. Jen, I know that your shifts aren't the most predictable in the world and you're incredibly busy and you've got a commute, but there are things that we can do to maximize that. Jen's a fantastic example of this today, actually, because she scheduled in some leave time to go off for a long run across the Brecon Beacons. We have to do what we can to protect that energy so that we don't lose sight of who we are because this is the problem with Western, with the Western world, with the Western professional world, is this demand is on us that we have to pretty much detach from who we want to be in order to do what we have to do. But that's just not the way, team. That's just not the way. And I'm not sitting here ranting because, you know, all I do is coach all the time. I'm sitting here ranting because I've been in the exact same exact same seat as you. Loads of stuff going on. Having to go and entertain at the weekends. Having to take clients out or take people out or take bosses out or go and schmooze. And that then leads to, you know, more drinking and more eating and maybe more eating than you want to do. Maybe even more socialising, which to me is exhausting. And then you just don't, you just don't want to do anything. You don't want to have to go and train because it's going to make you better because you don't see the short-term benefit of that but you do see the short-term benefit of getting to the hotel getting in your pants and sitting and watching some crappy tv and going to sleep but the long-term gain here is you being like i'm going to turn up to the hotel i'm going to go and bang gym for half an hour get on an assault bike do 20 minutes of 30 seconds on 30 seconds off that is guaranteed to sort you out folks 20 minutes, quick shower, and then I'm into entertainment mode. Starting to take my own, my own food to site visits to avoid the hospital, canteen, beige, mush. Feel so much better for it and everyone else is buying. Yeah, 100%. Not only has people got to buy that, great, they might get that allowance back, but that's just a passage of money where you're not really benefiting apart from getting some crappy food. You take your own food, 
You're prepared, you're ready, you're doing everything you can to bank on your progress. Breaks my heart, folks, when people say they're just writing off the next few days because of X, Y, and Z. Because that shows a real detachment to what it is that you're actually trying to achieve. And the reason, I think, kind of introspectively thinking here, the reason it kind of breaks my heart so much is because I've done it. And thought, ah, sod it, just, I'll just watch a film, or, ah, oh, sod it, or, I don't need to do that, or I don't need to go and train, or I don't. I've done it, I have done it, oh my goodness me, I've done it so much. I know the pain of it, and I know how much it sets you back. We need to make sure that we have world-class basics team that we can commit to every day. And they do not need to be big. We do not need to move the moon every single day. For some people, it might just be rolling out of bed, going outside, stretching, walking the dog. Guaranteed 5,000 steps. For others, it might be rolling out of bed, do some push-ups. For, for, for other people, it might be the night before, setting up everything that you need to eat for the day, for, for the day, sorry, for the next day. Alice is in this group. I hope she's catching up on this. She's incredibly busy, runs her own business, has to work in a gym as well, as well as does loads of training. She's got loads going on and wants social life. For that, she needs to set up for success every single day. Meals prepared, routine, the right food in at the right time, the right shopping done at the right time, setting ourselves up for success, buying back time by um, doing the shopping online, having it delivered, making sure that we're taking the right food for between clients or for between meetings to ensure that we're not then going home and just gorging on loads of food just before we go to bed, sleeping crap, waking up, doing it all over again. The more we can break this down into simple, manageable and consistent habits, the more you are going to have success. I promise you. But don't lose sight of what it is you're trying to achieve. That's why, that's one of the first things I will ask you. What do you want? What are you trying to do here? You don't need to have a goal at the end of the line. You don't. For a lot of people, they're just searching for a feeling, that congruency to what it is, that they, who they want to be. They don't need to have a goal at the end of the line. But you need to understand why you're trying to do it. Because when it gets tough, and you jump onto hyper support and say it's getting tough, and you know this, that, and the other's happening, the first question I'm going to ask you, and there are people in this group who have got experience of this exact question, why are you here? Why are you here? What are you trying to do? Because if you can answer that question, bosh, straight away, then we can find the small habits to put in place for you to succeed. If you can't answer that question, then that's something to try and consider. Because if you're then up, feeling up against it and filling your time with other stuff and doing other things and putting, every, putting yourself on the back burner and you don't know why you're here, then that's something to certainly consider. That's a long walk out in some sunshine, get some fresh air and figure out what your values are and figure out what it is that you're trying to do, what you've invested in, why you're here. Get very clear on that team. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That was a uh, Ben Turner rant on that question. Um, right, let's see. 
Okay, so Lauren's question, uh, basic and bare minimum mobility exercises to do when st uh, da, 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 when starting to work them into the daily routine. Yes, good. Well, actually, this is the third time a similar question like this has popped up this week. So this week, I'm going to record you all, and I'm going to put it into this group and on Basecamp, a daily mobility routine. But if you want a starter for 10, then I suggest you go onto YouTube and you search World's Greatest Stretch Squat University. Squat University is a phenomenal channel um, and he is a very, very helpful person and does the demonstration of the world's greatest stretch perfectly. So ultimately, when you're trying to increase your mobility in your day, static stretches are good, but they don't overly help. What I'm trying to say here is when we look at mobility, we need to make sure that we are doing a fluid motion to improve that range of motion. If we just sit and do, you know, the bending down and we do a standing stretch for two minutes a day then yeah great that's going to help eventually but because the muscles aren't used to being that elongated they will soon come back to their step to their standard base to their set point however if you're doing full depth squats and deadlifts and you're doing things at the world's greatest stretch and you're moving through a range of motion rather than just holding a particular point if you're doing things like dead hangs and you're moving your shoulders up and down what that's going to do is it's going to start to drill the body to say look this is what this is the range of motion we need now for these particular movements and therefore it's going to improve your mobility over time we don't need to kick the ass out of it really Things like the world's greatest stretch, things like a couch sit, um, and things like a downward dog going to a cobra pose, I think. I'm getting my inner yogi on now. Those four moves are going to really set you up for a fantastic bit of mobility. Doing things as basic as turning the kettle on and sitting in the bottom of a squat. Mobility 101. Being able to be comfortable in that bottom position without the feet and the knees caving inwards being able to comfortably hold the bottom of a squat, being able to comfortably be able to bend down and pick something up off the ground without bending the knees, being able to comfortably go through the range of motion to a world's greatest stretch or a downward dog into a cobra pose, for example. You know, those are the things that are really gonna help. But this week, because it's beautiful and sunny and phenomenal this weather this week, I'm gonna be outside filming you some content. So I'm gonna put you together a daily uh, mobility routine. I think, at the moment, it's going to be two videos, one short and one long. And the short one's going to be a, a quick bite of mobility, like a quick flow. I'm not going to be reproducing yoga videos because I am not a yoga instructor. But I'm going to do a quick sort of mobility flow. And then I want to do a bit more of an in-depth one that might take 20 minutes to get through. But a really good one if you've got the time to do it. So that's what's going to happen this week for that. So I hope that helps. What else have we got? Uh, birthday cake, done that. Sam, sorry I can't make it. I'm at a conference. Any advice for preventing or managing shoulder pain while running? Yes. Claire, if you're in this, you can vouch for this one. The number one best thing I can suggest for this one is imagine you've got weights on your elbows. Because a lot of people, when they're running, they will be like they're in a fight and they're hunching up. You've got to relax the upper body. Really relax. Imagine you are a limp piece of spaghetti and let your body relax. Again, this is being built into the Running 101 video series, which is taking an awful long time to put together because it's very hard to make it a little bit shorter and concise. But in there, I want to really stress weights on the elbows. Because when you've got weights on the elbows, they pull your shoulders down. When you pull your shoulders down, you relax, and you relax that upper body, then you're going to be in a better running position. 
And with that, you then allow your chest to come up because when we hunch up, we close off the chest. And it means that we're not breathing as efficiently. If we relax the arms, the shoulders can sit back and down, which is great. And then we are allowing more air to come in through the chest, into the diaphragm, into the belly, so we are breathing more efficiently. In addition to that, allowing those uh, weights to pull the shoulders down means the arms are moving in a much more efficient manner, thereby just controlling what's going on in the shoulders. Again, I know exactly the pain you're talking about here. You know, you're running and it'll feel, it'll almost feel like you've trapped something and you'll end up probably doing some swimming motions to try and loosen out those shoulders a little bit, but ultimately keep those weights on the uh, elbows, keep those shoulders down, and again, a bit more daily mobility. Another one actually to add into the daily mobility, the more time you can spend with your arms up in the air, the better. Um, when we spend time with our arms above the air, what we're doing is we're opening out the shoulders to a range of motion that we just don't do in daily life. There was an American shoulder specialist, and I can't quite remember his name, but he's pretty much a leading voice in shoulder physiotherapy. And he said 99% of the cases that come into my office could be fixed if people spent 30 seconds a day with their arms above their head. Either in a dead hang, maybe using a doorway where you're kind of leaning into the door frame. Even, I can touch the ceiling here, so even having your arms above your head, pushing into the ceiling and pushing the shoulders back, is just opening out the shoulders and allowing that range of motion. Because look, what do our shoulders do all day? We drive, we sit, we text, we type, they go nowhere and they stay down. The more we can just open them up, the more it's gonna put a little bit more uh, mobility into the thoracic, into the upper spine, and it's gonna help those shoulders open up a wee bit more and reduce that pain while running. So I hope that helps. Right, any other questions, team? I'm not sure if we've got a bit of a um, lag between me talking and you hearing, so I'm just gonna give you a few seconds, pop in any more questions that you have. Question me on anything, team, we're good to go. Um, Granted, I know people are probably on date nights because it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody here. Um, do, 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 do. Right, Let's see if we've got any more questions. There was another couple of questions on protein snacks, um, high protein snacks. Now, I've got, there's a couple of spending the rest of this call with my arms in the air. Yes, good. That's what I want to see. Um, there have been a couple of questions on high protein snacks where to get protein from. Now, I'm gonna re-tag people in the recipe thread that we did a couple of months ago now in the group, and I'm gonna start putting, posts in the group are gonna go into guides. So Facebook groups have this thing called guides, which is essentially a collection of different posts, and then I wanna put different recipes and things that people have shared, and amazing stuff that you people have shared, so thank you so much for that. Put them into a guide so that people can click on that guide and they've got all those posts organized there. Same with things like supplements and other bits and pieces. So I hope that's gonna help. Um, that is probably gonna answer that question. There's a few more things that I wanna to put together for high protein snacks. Um, Sarah Staples thinking with you in mind as well. And actually a lot of people here, we want to find quick, easy, healthy, highly nutritious, relatively high protein meals. So I'm actually going to do, this is vastly out of my comfort zone by the way folks, so take this as a lesson in pushing your comfort zone. I'm gonna do a video series in Tesco um, because I feel like that's probably gonna be a really good place to set places that you can get highly nutritious, simple ingredients to make a meal in less than five minutes, all right? And I mean that because you know we, for dinner this evening, we've had uh, nasi goreng egg fried rice as a bimbap bowl with some 
you know, Japanese ketchup tofu, steamed vegetables, a little bit of salad, mayonnaise and nori, and it takes 10 minutes to put together. You know, these are some really simple recipes that I want you to all do and I want you to all take, make the most of. And doing a series in Tesco's means that we can go around all the stuff that you can actually buy that's cheap, it's effective, uh, and it's quick, meaning that we can tick the convenience box, we can tick the health box, and we can tick you cooking at home for yourselves, ticking that box. All right, so there's actually going to be a series of that coming. Um, oh, Sarah's in the call. There we go. Perfect. Um, there's going to be a series coming from Tesco's. Again, this is it's vastly out of my comfort zone. I love doing my videos, but I like doing them in private. So uh, doing them in front of everybody, um, dragging a few people into film for me is going to be an interesting one. But stand by for those. Um, I will, in the meantime, put a few ideas up and pictures up and things like that uh, for stuff that I personally use. Um, and then encourage everyone else in the community to add their two pence into it because that will make it a really, really value, uh, really, really valuable um, series of posts then, a little thread. So we are good to go. Every little helps. Yes, love it. Watch out for Tesco security. Yes. I, I'm, I'm like that with Tesco security because I was walking around at Tesco's and I saw this kid, oh, these two kids, they were quite quite obviously pocketing some, I think it was something lame like deodorant. Like how desperate would you have to be that you're pocketing Lynx deodorant? Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I used to be a covert passive surveillance analyst um, back in my day, back in my day when I was in the army. It was really good fun. Never thought I'd be using it to uh, to pinpoint some youths in Tesco. And then went to the security guard and I was like, hey, go to aisle number three. Two kids dressed like this gave them a full A to H on what they look like, which is a full sort of breakdown as to identifying a person. And they got them. And I was like, yes. So me and security and Tesco's, we are we are we are tight, which is good. Team, any other questions at all? I hope that has answered a lot of the questions. All of my notes that I've got here from everybody's feedback form. So just for clarity, folks, that's why I find it so important to do your feedback forms. I will go through every single one of them. Where's the camera? I write notes on every single person's entries because I want to see how you're how you're genuinely getting on. If there's anything that I can pick out on there to help you with. It's going in this book and then it's going to go into WhatsApp Hyper Support or it's going to go into a public video or it's going to go into here so I can help you. So that's the real importance of getting these forms done because, you know, this is just me. Uh, this is just you allowing me to help you to the best of my ability. But looking at these, you know, we've got some we've got some really good wins. I'm going to do a separate win post. Um, but ultimately, I think we've answered the majority of the questions that we got here. Have we got any more? I'm going to give you the last 25 seconds to type in any other questions that you have. I'm going to keep kind of randomly saying noises for the next 25 seconds just to sort of cover the lag because I know there's a wee bit of a lag. But we've got 25 seconds. Give me any more questions. Otherwise, I will let you all go to your Valentine's night or your evenings spending time with yourself, whatever that is. Um, there was a term for that, wasn't there? People were saying it was like spending Valentine's on your own. It was like a something times and it was just a bit of self-love and self self time self-care whatever um, which is a cool thing so if you're doing that i hope you will have a wonderful evening team i think that's it i don't think we've got any more questions let me just double check make sure i've answered everything oh sorry tony missed that one kinesiology tape any good or placebo Honestly, entirely depends what you're trying to use it for. Um, kinesiology tape is not just something that you've got some somewhere. It's not just something you're just going to put on and hope for the best. You know, you need to be using it for a reason. Kinesiology tape will look a bit like this. Um, it's kind of 
stretchy sticky tape now it's designed to help hold muscle in place and help add stability to uh, musculature and to um, to any uh, sorry I've lost my trail of thought now because I just read Tony's message again let me get back to it hang on folks give me a second right it's good for stability of joints it's good for aiding in the strength of muscles but only if there's an injury there now when we see people just kind of taping things to their legs usually they're doing it for an intent so my question is you have you got a reason to be using it next question do you know how to use it so sarah i'm going to use you as an example again when we went to half marathon just beforehand we had a bit of a sore foot like there's an element there that we could have strapped her ankle up so it was completely stationary to allow uh, sorry to restrict all movement at all in that ankle to ensure you protected the foot there's the reason for using it. You're, you are limiting mobility and adding strength to a joint in order to uh, bring about an effect that you're looking for. If you are, if there's an imbalance in your knee or a sore bit in your knee and you need to pull an element of a muscle over to one side using that kinesiology tape, again, you're adding support, you're changing the structure of that particular knee joint very acutely for a very short period of time to get through a race, for example. But ultimately, you need to make sure, A, you want to know exactly what it's for. B, you need to know how to use it rather than just sticking it on. Because it's, it's certainly not miracle to, miracle cure, um, but it does help if you know how to do it. So, on that note, if you don't want to go into depth about injuries and stuff now, send me some details and let's talk through it. And then I will help you if you need it. But ultimately... Um, Again, if your dodgy knee gets sore, we need far more detail than that. So send me some, send me a message offline. Tell me exactly what the pain is, exactly where it is, because just throwing some tape on your leg will not help. We need to make sure that we're doing it properly. All right, team? Happy days. Right, folks, I'm going to leave you there. That was a fantastic 36 minutes. I hope you've all really enjoyed that. I hope you've all got a wonderful evening planned. Um, hang on a minute, Claire's just come in there. K-tape is great. Put a strip down the back of the neck if you tend to drop your head when it runs. Stretches your own, you can look up. Yes, okay, great. In Claire's case there, adding a little bit more stability to your neck for sure as well. Again, there's a little bit of a choice in using it. My view is don't slap a plaster on a catastrophic bleed. Let's figure out what the problem is first and then fix it accordingly. But again, if your neck is dropping for a run, if your head is dropping when you run, for example, then you're going to be using that more as a cue to fix rather than a cure to that particular issue. So there's a lot of nuance to doing that and nuance to using it. Um, but again, if it's down to your individual case, send me some details. Let's talk through it in a bit more depth and then we'll go from there. All right, team. Peace. Have a wonderful uh, Tuesday evening. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody here as well. Uh, happy birthday to Kirsty. Claire's yours is coming tomorrow. Happy birthday for tomorrow. But until then, team, namaste. See you in the next video. Peace. Have a great evening.